0: Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for his glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. We all have the raw material called ability, which means all of us. Are able to produce something. Every single one of us, we're able to produce something. And so anyone who complains about not being able to produce is just making excuses. We all have the raw material called ability and so all of us are able to produce something now each one of us have the responsibility to align our ability with kingdom laws so that our ability would be able to produce the results that God intended for our lives. So that we, in terms of our abilities, can give birth to that which God intended for our lives. I want to say that again. We all uh, individually carry responsibility to align our ability with kingdom laws, with the laws of God so that our ability can give birth to that which God intended for us to produce, that which he wired us to uh, produce. If you don't align your ability With the kingdom laws, a few things can happen. You produce premiums because you're not properly equipped to carry what your ability even suggests. But it's not only that, you know, if you don't align yourself with kingdom laws, the issue of barrenness creeps in. There are so many people that we know that there ain't no question if they have ability. We can see it. It's oozing who, it's out of them. Maybe even much more obvious than your abilities are coming out of you. So You look at them and you see ability. But it's for 20 years, 30 years that you see that. And they are not able to produce anything. Because barrenness has crept in Because they did not engage the laws of God that can enable them to produce what their abilities suggest. This day, we are prepared to tackle the spirit of barrenness. We give no place to barrenness in our lives. We engage the laws of God so that we can produce. So wherever that spirit is hiding, this year, it shall be no more. We say be gone in Jesus' name spirit of barrenness and we engage the law of productivity so where that spirit of barrenness wants reign, we declare that this year the law of productivity will reign in that place we should not be contented with producing premise. God wants us to give birth to what he intended there is so much raw material in the church. And so the church has the ability to produce so much. But we have to get to a place where we begin, and I believe that place is this year. Uh, we have to get to that place where we start converting uh, their abilities into deliverables. That we ca- we start delivering on our potential, and in context with the theme, we say bearing fruit, or we bear fruit. We have to engage the law of productivity so that we can produce what God intended. One of the things you have to remember is that a tree, the the fruit that a tree produces is not just for the tree itself. That tree is not eating its own fruit. You produce the fruit to serve those around you in your environment. So It's amazing you can go pick apples in St. Thomas on the east of the island and take them down to the west side and Oh, people eat and are refreshed. Where did you get these? Some of you even tried to smuggle apples from America to Jamaica. To get them into, you know, access them at a better price or whatever, have them for some reason or the other. We take fruit from one place in fa- to the other. And What I'm saying is that the impact of fruit is far-reaching. So when you bear fruit, when you produce fruit, it's not just this room. It's not just your family. Uh, People who don't even know you, maybe will never ever meet you, will be impacted by the fruit that you produce. So fruit bearing was intended to impact the entire world. Bearing fruit is a process that you have no need to add your personal makeup laws to. Because, you know, all of us have our laws, whether the written, something that we write down or wrote down or, or norms that we function by, that we just feel we need to add to the process. There is no need to add the laws or rules that you manufacture to the process of fruit bearing the way God intended. God already established the laws that we should function by. So our responsibility is to search out those laws and engage them and put them to work in our lives so that we can produce the results. That God intended. I know every one of us, every one of us have our own unique way of doing things. Special. We have our own touch that we put on things. And that's fine because everyone is different. You're one in seven and a half billion. But don't confuse your personal touch, your personality with the laws. The laws must be given the priority position to engage your abilities and not your own rules. Sometimes in the earlier years of our lives, we were not quite expe- exposed to the laws of God and we were taught a certain way. But now, when you come into the truth of the Word of God, you have to put the laws of God above all else, above every other thing. Don't complicate the process. By adding your laws and then beginning to feel that I need to add your laws. The word of God. The laws of God. So God spoke to Joshua about this. And I want to read Joshua 1 verse 8. I know it's a verse that many of you know. But I trust we can shed new light on aspects of it this morning. Because the word of God... Always, always bring light. You know, there is much more on the pages that you're reading than what you're actually seeing. So we want to uh, go into that this morning and see what it says in Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law, God speaking to Joshua here, and let's give it a little context. Remember, Moses died. So the first verse of this text, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, Joshua, you are going to take on this task of leading maybe a million Israelites. Remember these people have a propensity to be rebellious and all that kind of stuff, do their own thing. So God is giving Joshua pep talk as he gets ready to take on this leadership. And he said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Hey. Hey, Joshua, for you to be able to deliver this book of the law is crucial. It shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein, day and night. So you, Joshua, must engage it. You must meditate on it. So it's not about just having it in your house. But he said you have to engage it in the area of your mind and your spirit. Meditate on it day and night. Remember, your mind is the control tower of your life. And so whatever is in your mind is going to uh, begin to filter in your spirit and your soul. So he said, you will meditate on it. Get it in your system. Day and night that thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written therein. I mean, we don't do all overnight, but over time we keep practicing the law. So he said, hey, you must engage it in a way that you practice it in a wholesome way. And look at this last part. For then, as you engage it, as you practice it, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Who is going to make the way prosperous? Joshua. I know you always think that, well, I'm a child of God and God is not going to let me suffer. I'm born again and all of that. But look, he has given you the blueprint to make your way prosperous. He said, you are going to make your way prosperous with the laws of God. I mean, did you see that? I mean, you cannot bypass the thing. So it doesn't matter how much you dance when you hear that keyboard, how much you flip and come, o- come back over and all of that kind of stuff. If you don't engage the laws of God, you ain't making your way prosperous. And look at what he said in 1 John chapter 3, he, in, in even relation to this. He said, "I wish above all things." Look at that language. I wish above all things that you prosper, because you are the one that make your way prosperous. If it was in God's hand, he said, "Listen, you're gonna be prosperous because I, I've got this." So he gives us the raw, um, the, the blueprint, and says, "You make your way prosperous, and then you have good success." How? By engaging the laws. So we go back to where we started. That your ability. Your ability. Must be aligned. With the laws of God. If you are going to be productive. Therefore. You have no choice. But to. Engage the laws of God. And you don't have to think about. All of them in one moment. But if you begin to have that personal relationship with God, God will begin to speak to your heart and some of those that he wants you to fix now. And as you fix those, you move on to others. And I tell you something. It's interesting how the word of God networks. Because while you're fixing, consciously fixing one or two and think that these are working, you don't realize that you're fixing ten others that are aligned to those. But what you have to do is to stay engaged with the process. We read this morning in Genesis 1 about seeds. Oh, so God supplied seeds. Talk about the earth functioning on the seeds that God provided. And of course our Worship minister shared about seeds last week and gave you seeds. I hope you've planted your seeds or you're preparing to plant them so that Brother Camille's heart can rest. All right. Seeds are responsible for the reproduction of trees. God put that system in place for. Ultimately, producing fruit because the tree grows from the seed, and then the tree produces the fruit. So, the rep- well, not all trees produce fruit. So we're saying that trees are responsible. Sorry, seeds are responsible for the rep- reproduction of trees and also for producing fruit, and for this cycle to continue. We have to pay attention to the seeds that God has made available to us. This is a system, and an order that was set up by God, and this is how earth functioned. In Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, he said, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. For how long? All right. So he, he didn't say for eternity, you know. So what that is saying, that's how earth functions. For as long as the earth remains. This is how the earth is going to function. So, hey, you ain't taking seeds to heaven. Seeds are to be planted and to produce results now in this life. And I encourage you this morning not to miss out on that because if you store them seeds you're leaving them here when the rapture takes place. They are to produce so that you can live good live right on this earth. That you can have abundance. Now interestingly fruit with many seeds are known to be very rich nutrition. We talk about seeds, and God putting these seeds in place. In what, what he was doing. So fruit with many seeds, uh, you can research it, are known to be very rich nutritionally. So you talk about the guava, I'm not sure what they call it internationally, you know. Those are very rich in antioxidants, you know. Uh, You know, antioxidants fight pre-cancer cells and that kind of stuff. Papaya is along the same line, you know. Um, Melon and uh, grapes and oranges. Fruit with many seeds are known to be Very, very rich. Nutritional. God always intended that seeds be a part of supporting life, contributing to life, enhancing life. So, if you pay attention to seeds, the seeds that God has planted in your life, it is going to produce Uh, Results that you will never, ever regret. Seeds were created as support to the continuity of life here on earth. You see that in the fruits. And you see that in uh, the seeds, the general seeds that God has planted in our lives. Seeds were meant to um, be a support to the continuity of life here on earth. So seeds produce trees which bear fruit so that man can be sustained. God's seed to the earth, Jesus, he planted Jesus as a seed, gave us his son so that he could have many sons. So God's seed to the earth, Jesus. Here is what he said. That seed spoke and he said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The seed is always connected to life. The seed was intended to produce life. So when you plant even monetary seeds, I'm telling you that you are enhancing your own life. He said, I came that you might have life and have it it more abundantly. And the seeds are important to to that life. I want to read from Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read verse 27 and 28. So God, and remember now, that word God is the word Elohim in the Hebrew. And it means plurality of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit created man in his own image. I want to remind you that the word image here means nature. So God created man in his own nature or or with his own nature. In the nature of God, or the image of God, as the King James says, created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. Remember, we're coming from the verse where it says, male and female created he them. So he created him first. Adam and then out of him he created male and female and then God blessed them and said unto them be fruitful multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that creepeth on the earth we go back to the top and God blessed them And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Let's stop there for a moment. God is interesting. I just explained to you the importance of seeds in the whole process of production and all of that. But God came to Genesis 1.28 here and he completely bypassed the seed process. He said to man, be fruitful and multiply. What is he doing? Messing up the sermon? (laughs) No. God God is amazing. He completely bypassed the seed process. He didn't say anything about seeds here. He just said, be fruitful and multiply. And the reason he said that and did that is because the seed was already planted in man. Remember in Genesis, in the previous verse, he said he created man with his nature in his image. So that nature is a seed that he planted in you and I, in man. And so in that nature is loaded with, that nature is loaded with your gifts and abilities. And that is why, All of us have that raw material called ability. Because in that nature is loaded with his ability, his gifts, and our ability to produce. So he planted that first seed in us by putting his nature. God put his nature in mankind. And then he instructed man now. To be fruitful and multiply. Why? Because the seed is already in you. In other words, process it and produce results accordingly. So the seed is in us. Now, before God told them that, be fruitful and multiply, remember that he had already produced the earth. So we remember on day one what he created, day two and right up to day six. God had already gone to work in the earth realm and produced the earth. So when he put his nature in man, according to his nature that he put in man, he said, produce like I produce. I produce the earth out of myself and I put that same nature in you. you go and produce you have the ability to produce extraordinary results but again the, the ability must be aligned to the kingdom laws in order to get them to produce it's not about noise you can make a lot of noise and don't produce anything we know that it's about doing the work it is it is better to spend one year to put in that work or four months and abide, putting that work, and then produce for the rest of your life than be frustrated every other month why things are not working. God wants us to produce so that we can be all that God wants us to be. So Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, God breathed Into Adam, the Bible says, the breath of life. And Adam became a living soul. So what God did was to deposit his nature in Adam. He breathed into Adam or placed into Adam his nature. So the seed was planted there so Adam could produce. He deposited that seed in Adam. Remember, the nature of God speaks to the gifts and abilities that he's placed inside of you. And this is why I continue to be convinced more and more each day that the key to your personal success in life is to discover your personal gift according to the nature that God has placed in you and serve that gift to the world to the best of your ability. That's the key to your success, right there. So look, if 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 it's cooking, I don't care who is administration and manager at Jane Bank or working with IMF. You cook, 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 cook. Take it to another level in cooking. If your gift is music, 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 music. If your gift is leadership, lead, 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 lead. Whatever it is, the key to your personal success is to discover your personal gift and serve it. You know, the church have gone such a different way and give just a different flavor to what God intended. I, I know we've heard those testimonies that From from I found that man, Jesus. You know, my life has not been the same and and all of that. But I'm telling you that that's not going to cut it. And especially in 21st century, as we seek to pass the baton on to next generation and to impact the, the, the generations of our time, it's about telling them, look. I was in a prior meeting, I was fasting and praying or doing this. When God revealed to me or as I was serving here, I realized this is my purpose. And from I started serving my purpose, my life has not been the same. And understand that that purpose, the gifts and abilities, might be outside of the the, the structure of the church that you're serving. So wherever you work, serve that gift. The company should feel the impact of the nature of God in your life. When they gather in that boardroom room to say, well, you know, she, she, she's exposing us and maybe we need to get rid of her. Somebody else should say, but, but if we get rid of her, who is going to take the company forward? They should go to their beds in torment about you if they want to get rid of you. And if God don't lift his hand, they can't move you. Because the gift that you serve impact that place like none else. Your personal gift. And it's not too late. I don't care if you're 72, 75. Get started. Your gift. You have to serve it to the world to the best of your ability. And allow God to work through you. There are different facets and different dimensions of your gift. So if you have, I mean, leadership is in all of us, but there are others who are particularly gifted in that area. So if you are gifted in that area, it's not just the, the department that you lead in the church that should feel the impact of that. Man, everywhere should feel the impact of that leadership. And so... As you serve as a leader, just faithfully. If you're not careful before long, you become leader of leaders. Start leading leaders. And people want to know how you did it. And want to engage the gifts and abilities that are inside of you. I believe that even in this house, this day, we're looking at world changes. You just need to get those gifts aligned. To the laws of God so that you can make your way prosperous, that you get engaged. You see, when you align your, your abilities with those gifts, you engage the law of lift. So gravity can't detain you anymore. You, you're bound to rise. We covered the law of lift. And I want to remind you how they say the the aviation studies, the, the, the law of aerodynamics, which is another way of saying the law of lift, says that when the aircraft goes at 160 miles per hour, another law kicks in right there. The law of lift or the law of aerodynamics. And that aircraft can't stay on the ground. It doesn't matter what the pilot is doing, they can't keep it on the ground. The law of lift Cancels the law of gravity in that immediate space. And that thing has to go up because a higher law takes over. We need to kick into the law of lift in our lives. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, the scripture says. They shall run and shall not be weary. You know that's supernatural there. That's a law of lift because if you run, it's natural to be weary. I have to admit that I realize I can't run as fast as I used to run when I was 25. So I get weary a little easier than then. But guess what? The power of the Holy Ghost energizes you to run and not be weary. As you kick into the law of lift, Daniel said the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits as we run this race. I invite you today to let us in a committed, deliberate, intentional way align our abilities with the laws of God so that we can make our way prosperous and have good success. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegoBay@gmail.com at or follow us on Instagram at fcfmontegobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.